With the new year looming in our midst, we might feel maybe lost, overwhelmed, or maybe you're just lacking overall sense of vision. Do you know what will war against that? Do you know how to get vision? I'm about to talk about it. It's about time because we're going there. Friends, we are almost to the end of the year. And can I just tell you that how you end is how you will begin. When I think about the end of the year, I want to ensure that I am setting myself up for a strong next year. And one of those practices I've developed in my life is finding a word or a phrase for the year. And that's what I want us to walk through on this episode of We're Going There. I want to give a quick shout out to our Simply Earth Essential Oil partners. They make this podcast happen and they have taught me how to make my house just one step closer to being toxin free because of the recipes that they provide in their Simply Earth Essential Oil recipe box. If you're anything like me, you probably have several unused mounting essential oils that you tried to be hippy dippy and make great toxin free cleansing agents, but it kind of piled up because you don't know what to do. No worries. The Simply Earth Essential Oil Recipe Box helps you gain confidence and clarity in using essential oils to help make your home toxin-free. Here's how it works. One, receive a recipe box with four pure essential oils, six recipe cards, and extras. Two, learn how to use your essential oils while making your recipes created by certified aromatherapists. And three, save money and detoxify your life. Using essential oils to support your wellness doesn't have to be overwhelming. Have fun making your home toxin-free with Simply Earth Essential Oils Recipe Box. Plus, you get a free 80 milliliter diffuser when you subscribe using our URL, simplyearth.com backslash we're going there. This is something that I've been practicing for a while, but apparently the art of finding a word for the year is not that common. In fact, I was having a conversation with a group of friends, my closest friends, and when I was talking to them about my word for the year, one of my friends asked, wait, what is that? And I realized oh snap, people need to know about this. This is something that has been pivotal and even seminal in my life. It's allowed me to grow and experience God and the world in new ways. And I want to share that with some of my closest friends, aka the podcast listeners. This is why we're going to talk about how to discover our word for the year. If you're not familiar with this concept or you are trying to discover your word and maybe you're thinking like, oh, is it too late? It's December. No, let me tell you right now, it is not too late. I'm here to help you and we can go on this journey together. Now, let me just lead from the very beginning. There's nothing mystical or magical about this process. It's simply creating an intention to help guide us through not just daily activities or weekly activities, but my intention for the entire year. Why is that? Sometimes when life gets crazy and I feel like I've lost myself or lost my way, I've lost my convictions, I go back to this one word to help center me as I go through whatever I'm facing during that day, that week, or even that season. I want to let you know that if you're not a person of faith, I still believe that you can get a word for the year. And if you go through this practice, you'll find that your intention for the year can be solidified as well. But please know I'm going to root everything in a biblical worldview. Uh, some like to refer to that as faith. So if I pepper in scripture, I hope that you're okay with that. I like putting things into the simplest form as possible. And so I'm going to add a little bit of context and some backstory. When we pick a word for the year, it is simply so that we can have direction, um, specifically how I can have direction on who I want to be and what I'm stepping into. So to make this as easy as possible, I put this into five easy steps. In fact, I have my journal alongside of me. And if you know me, you know that I am big into journaling. So I'd love to take you through this process. And if this process works exactly for you, the way that I do it, amazing. Do it, use it, love it. Uh, but if you need to modify or tweak a few things, no problem. Just find your own way and the best way to articulate who you want to be and how you want to get there during 2022. 
So grab your notebook or use your mental whiteboard and jot down step number one, pause. See, I told you it was easy. Now, this is a crucial part. We have to take inventory about what has happened over the last 12 months. If we don't reflect on where we've been, it will be hard to determine where we are going. Maybe this might feel like a task or a chore or a labor, but let me tell you something. This is crucial. This is super important to the process of discovering a word or a phrase for the year. For me as a person of faith, I'm going to ask this question. Where did I see God show up for me in 2021? If you're not a person of faith, maybe the question would sound something a little bit like, what went really well in my life that I want to celebrate? Okay, so after you've paused and reflected, now I want you to analyze. Now, I'll let you know that when I ask myself that question, where did I see God show up for me in 2021? I actually call it my blessings list. I literally write out the top of my paper, my blessings. I really want to celebrate and I want to pause and thank God for everything that he has done in the last year. So once you have your blessings list or a list of the things that you want to celebrate or where did you see God move, once you've done that, now I want you to pause and reflect and analyze. Ask yourself these five questions. Question number one, what can I use more of in my life? Question number two, what can I use less of in my life? Question three, what characteristics or values would I like to exemplify in my life? So once you've asked yourself those three questions, what could I use more of? What could I use less of? What do I want to exemplify? Then ask yourself this question. Question number four is this. By the end of the day, I feel blank. Now, this is going to require you to think seriously about this, but by the end of the day, I feel blank. State the way that you feel. And then ask yourself the fifth and final question. How do I want to feel at the end of the day? Once you've written out your responses, you will have a better sense of direction that will center you and direct you on where you want to go. You will be able to identify what is lacking in your life. And for me, I'm naturally always thinking through a critical lens as in how can something be better? And because I'm prone to go into fix it mode immediately, I want to stop, flip it and reverse it. I want to go to my blessings first. What went right? What do I need to celebrate? Okay, so I gave you those five questions to pause and to think about and to journal. And if you were like me, you actually made a my blessings list. Now, this process, step one, should take anywhere from 20 up to 30, 35 minutes. I'll be honest with you. It takes me around 30 to 40 minutes because I'm quite detailed. Uh, I'll be honest. This year was incredibly rough, and I wanted to make sure that I had a whole lot of things that I was thankful for before I tried hearing from God on what he expected from me in this next year. So the second thing I want you to do, so the first thing is pause. The second thing I want you to do is think. So write that down, think. When you think of the word think, you might not come up with a synonym feel, but that's exactly what we're going to do. I want you to get a sense of your feelings. So ask yourself this question, what have I been feeling? So I know that I'm a high feeler, so feeling is very easy for me. Just ask my husband, he will testify. But maybe feeling is not easy for you. So let's talk about how we might get in touch and aware with what's going on, not just around us, but inside of us. For some people, maybe you have the spiritual discipline of praying. That is a great way to identify feelings. For me, I like to start my morning off in prayer, my posture in a heart of prayer. It's the first thing that I do. Why? Because as a high feeler, I don't want to let my feelings get caught up or go away. I really want to center my intention on praying and communicating with God before I get lost in my feelings. But maybe, like I said, maybe you struggle in identifying those feelings. Maybe for you, it might be meditating. I know that King David says to meditate on the law of the Lord morning and night. So maybe for you, it's sitting in silence for a couple minutes. 
As you're thinking about who you want to be in this next year and the word that you're trying to seek God for and your intention for the year, your anchor for the year, after you paused and you wrote out your blessings, now I want you to think, or maybe the word is visualize. In this moment, in you identifying your feelings, what's resonating? What's coming to the top? What do you feel? Now, this part is probably going to take the most time because I want you to get in your body. I know this feels very like woo-woo and it might feel like therapy talk. Now, if you know me, I'm an ardent supporter of therapy, but y'all, this ain't therapy. It's giving us space to pause, think, and feel about what word we are sensing will be the anchor for the year. But this activity has really helped me identify and put language around feelings. Because I've said this before, I've got lots of feelings. So sometimes I can't articulate why I'm feeling what I'm feeling. But if I have a moment where I just pause and relax and think and have a moment to get out of my feelings to begin to think, it helps me identify some words that might be my center for the following year. We have to be intentional about this. So let's find ways that might help you get into your feelings. Maybe you might dim the lights or light a candle. Maybe you might put on an essential oils aroma diffuser. Side note, Simply Earth has been a sponsor for this podcast. And this is not an ad. This is not a commercial. I have a diffuser from them and I have some oils. And let me tell you something. It has been a game changer in my house. My house smells like Christmas and it's non-toxic. I love it. This is not a commercial. This is literally, I love Simply Earth. Getting back to the podcast, maybe for you, it might take a moment just to pause, do some deep breathing or go out for a walk, but do something that's going to relax you. Give yourself space and time to think better yet. Allow yourself space to feel. This is a big value for me because my concern and my fear as I'm looking at society and the fast pace of life is that there are so many voices. In fact, there's a cacophony of voices that are stealing our time and asking for our attention. So step one, pause. Step two, think. Step three, are you ready? Step three is create a list. Now I put this step in to make it simple and I'm giving you an action item. Spend maybe 10, 15 minutes on making a list of words that come to mind after you've paused, made your blessings list. And after you begin to feel and think and get a sense of what's stirring inside of you, I want you to spend 10 to 15 minutes and making a list of what words, emotions, or images are coming to the surface. Now there's no bars held in this process. I want you to think about the first 10, 15 things that pop into your mind and make a list immediately. For me, it's now kind of matured into me asking, what am I sensing? What am I seeing? What am I hearing? What am I feeling? I have an art background. So when words fail me, I begin sometimes to draw pictures. So what am I visualizing in my head? Get those visual pictures down, whether it could be hands, it could be flowers, it could be a sun, anything that's coming to your mind's eye. Maybe you're struggling to find those words. I would encourage you even to look at visual images or pictures. Now, let me give you some possible words that could help start jogging your mindset. It doesn't have to be super complicated. For some people, it might be a phrase, but for others, it could just be a word. It could be the word compassion. It could be the word intention or intentional. It could be the word connection, peace, presence, focus, hope, calm, joy, yes, breathe, pray, brave, discipline, grow, mindful, See, I'm throwing all these words at you because I want you to think about these words and they're going to help center you as you walk into the upcoming year. Now, that was a list of arbitrary words, but I really want you to think as simply as that. Okay, here's the point in the process where I need to make it not just practical, but personal. 
I actually shared this past January, January 2021, on the podcast that my word for the year was trust. I had no idea what this word would mean for my life, but I knew it was going to be my anchor. So now that I've taken you through my process, uh, remember I'm big into journaling. So all of this is in my journal and I could go back and take a look at how God spoke to me, but I'll be honest with you, friend. I did not want the word trust. I wanted the word to be like millionaire or easy life or thigh gap. But alas, the word that God whispered to me was the word trust. As I look back on 2021, this word has been a lifesaver. At the beginning of the year, I had no clue how helpful it would be. I mean, in January, I already had a host of questions for God that would require tons of trust. Would we be able to open up our church? Would I be able to go back into prisons and connect with the incarcerated? What would staff look like or church look like? This year was different than any other years because usually I ask God for a word or a phrase in one verse that will coincide with that word. But this year, I sense that God gave me several Bible verses for different areas of my life. This has never happened before, so I'm going to take you on this process. But the first verse that God gave to me and dropped in my heart was Proverbs 3, 5, which if you've been around church for a minute, that feels like a totally vacation Bible school verse. You know, it's kind of cheesy, but it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Now, when it came to work, I got a different verse. I got Psalm 56, 3, and it says this, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. When I tell you that I need this verse, when it came to work, trust me on that. I had so many scary decisions to make, and I went back to this verse and my word often. This year, we had staff transition off team. I actually had to fire somebody. It was rough. But in addition to that, I was also invited to speak on some amazing platforms and had awesome opportunities. But I'll be honest with you, there was a lot to be afraid of. But I knew that I could trust God. For a personal aspect of my life, Isaiah 26, 33 was dropped in my heart. And I would repeat it to myself all the time this past year. The prophet Isaiah said, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. So if you notice, I have a verse for business, I have a verse for family, for church, and one for interpersonal. Now, all of those verses that I shared right now have the word trust in them. Why? Because I felt like the Lord was speaking to me about this upcoming season. I knew I was going to have to trust him in all areas, in all aspects, in all seasons, and for all things. So now that I've taken you through my process, I want you to do the same. So once you have your list of 10, 15, 20 words or images, I want you to review them and then I want you to refine them. So you should have a bunch of words and then now you're going to circle or highlight a word that jumps out to you. Do any of the words stick out to you? Do any of the words make you feel excited or nervous or scared? Are you uncomfortable? Sometimes the words that scare you mean that you're on the right track because change is never easy. At the same time, I think finding your word can bring a sense of empowerment, a sense of clarity or calm, because even though the future is unknown, there's a word that can tether you when life gets crazy. So begin to get in your body and what do you hear? What do you begin to see? What do you begin to feel? Once you have this cluster of two to three words, begin to think about what intention you want to hold on to as you step into this new season, well, specifically for us, a new year. And then the last step is to ask yourself a very important question. Now, I'll be honest with you, this is the make or break moment if you're going to do the word for the year. The question I want you to ask yourself is this, are you interested in finding a word for the year or are you committed to finding a word for the year? This question is so important because this is going to be the anchor that's going to make us think that this activity was all for naught uh, and we did it because it was just a resolution or we did it because everyone else was doing it. 
But that's why I go back to this question. Are you interested or are you committed to finding a word for the year? Are you committed to doing all the work and having this intention of what's going to lead and guide you into this next year? Again, I don't want to put too much on this. I mean, this is not magic or anything mystical. This is a calibrating anchor that I come back to. This past year was beautiful, but so incredibly hard. I grew and matured, but it was also toil and labor. So much progress was made, but so much pain was endured. And you know what I was able to hold on to? Trust. In moments when I found myself crying in confusion or mourning over loss, I held on to the word of Isaiah as my very life breath and repeated his words as a declaration. You keep me in perfect peace because my mind is stayed on you. I don't want to share my word for 2022 quite yet. If I'm honest, it's a little tender and raw, but I know that when life gets crazy, I'm going to hold on to this word and believe that God is with me through all things. When I tell you that this exercise has shaped my life and my faith, I really mean it. Not only is this a practice that I do personally, but my husband and I go away every year and we seek God for a word or a phrase for our church, the Father's House, Orange County as well. It is our intention, our focus, and it also helps shape our initiatives as the year unfolds. Now, if you don't have a word for the year, I really encourage you to take an hour or two. If you're lucky, take three and go through the activity. What do you feel? What do you hear? What do you see? What does God have for you in this upcoming year of life? When you get your word, I'd love to know what it is. You can tag me at Bianca Oltoff on your posts, or you can share this podcast with your friends and family and do this activity together. As always, I'm honored to create content that I believe will shape and shift your life. If this show is something you like, will you consider rating and reviewing so we can get into more ears around the world? It would mean the world to me. Tune in next week as we have a fabulous conversation with Zach Wendell on one of my favorite topics, how to read your Bible. I guarantee you, between a word for the year and learning to read your Bible, I firmly believe that your 2020 is already looking up. Love you, friend. Can't wait to chat next week.